Welcome to Nihilism, the real people time podcast. A brand new episode of Cousin Fucker. Consuela Banana Hammock. And the sex is terrible. Science doesn't care what you believe you tasted. I just fuck space. We do this thing not because they're easy, but because I'm hard. They're hard. They're hard. Uh, nice, by the way. 69. Nice. Oh, nice. And you're the prettier one. Put a finger in me, daddy. That's what I'm gonna tell her. Um, well, to give you an idea here, just because I didn't want to, I didn't want to say anything positive about a Nazi. <laughs> now that he's on American soil and technically a Nazi, uh, we haven't really talked about him as a guy. I just found him to be kind of fun. Like, okay. Honestly, as a person, I didn't want to say anything positive. Now that we're past all this stuff, <laughs> so he had a great sense of humor, very likable. Here's the thing. Great with the ladies. I think this is why he got away with it, man. He's charming as fuck. He's handsome. He's he's a drinker, but you can't really tell he's drunk. He hits on all the women. He's clumsy and forgetful. Scotch and, and splendor. <laughs> yeah. Great with kids. Pull my finger. Ah, see, makes them laugh. He it's... makes uh, you know, slightly misogynistic jokes because it was the forties. Everyone did. He uh, disregarded stop signs because he didn't think that he had to. <laughs> uh, Do big, you know who I am? Big steak and potatoes guy. What's great is high level engineer. Not handy. Can't, he can't fix shit really? around the house. Yep. Didn't know how. For real? Couldn't be bothered. His record player broke and he threw it out. <laughs> Ridiculously <laughs> like common. You just need a new coworkers. needle. You just need a new needle. Yeah, like there's like you, garbage. You would be He'd genuinely fumble. surprised. Engineers that can't like Simple use their hands to do anything. No, like, I, how the hell do you survive? I yep. can't say anything. I can't do anything, and I'm not an engineer. So <laughs> yeah, me either. Huh. Yeah, last no. thing I tried to fix, cut my hand open oh i remember you know what i mean that, yeah. can't trust stuff um he's also really a very busy guy he scuba dives uh he hunts he's a, he obsessively reads about religion and philosophy uh he's he's a pilot again he buys it or he doesn't buy but is he now a citizen a plane. at this point no he's called a pop which is a prisoner of peace as it's opposed a, to a prisoner of war it's a pop he's a pop and that means that he works for the military Kind of. I mean, they give him like a six-month contract, basically, to figure out the V2 and see how that goes. Well, in order to do all this stuff, scuba diving, all that stuff, does he get a, a different job later on, or is he just oh, always no, he has with... A sa- he has a salary. Yeah. Oh, okay. They give him 7500 bucks annually. And they pay him... They pay for all his living expenses. Oh. So that's... Nice. His, yeah, so his salary is on top of yeah. his so living and, and even... Uh, the idea him. behind this is go be a Nazi scientist genius then make a deal with the u.s later and you'll be better off than i am (laughs) oh yeah because in in today's money that is one hundred and ten thousand dollars a year jesus so and then just barely over six figures but that is in again on top of housing yeah uh, probably um they probably drive him around because they don't maybe totally trust him i don't know about that but i do know he has a plane again he's he's dead obviously when did he die i'm just Uh, in the 70s oh no yeah yeah so, yes, you are right. Be a piece of shit. Make the right deal. Uh, everything will work out for you because, um, yeah. Well, you also have to be charming and, you know. Yeah, yes. You can't just, you can't just be a Nazi coming and be like, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't just be screaming you're not Nazi, just any Nazi stuff. He's a handsome Nazi. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta pretend like you didn't deny all of it. Well, I wasn't real. I was trying to get to the moon. Yeah, guys. this has nothing to do with Jews to me or world domination. I want to walk on the moon, man. I like, you know, he's made he's, of cheese. He's pretty nice, really. When you sit down and talk to him, he's you got know what? Dreamy eyes. He is so funny. <laughs> he makes so many funny jokes about concentration camps. 
He <laughs> charmed the pants off of me. Well, in 1947, uh, he returns to Germany briefly to snatch up his 18-year-old first cousin, uh, Mar- Maria Louise von Quistrop, who is... So it's his uh, first cousin on his mother's side. Um, he... How old is he at this point? Let's see, 47. He was... 30? Yeah, he was born in uh, 1912. So uh, 35. Th- 35. I already know where this is going. So a 35-year-old guy specifically travels across the world to Germany yeah. to pick up his barely legal 18-year-old blonde. I'm yeah. assuming blonde. I just That's what all the videos I yeah, see come know. up on my searches. <laughs> <laughs> when I search barely legal. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Grabs her, takes her back to the U.S., and then doinks. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come live in Alabama? It's totally accepted there. Actually, where they went. Cousin Babe. Yeah. They really did go to Alabama? Yep. That's hilarious. I thought you were just making a joke. No. No, it just worked out. (laughs) The reality is much funnier than jokes. My my master's degree is from the same school. Yeah. That's currently in Alabama where he's going to work. Oh, my God. That's... You really do know a lot about this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's he's the expert. I don't even know why I'm talking. <laughs> I just have words in front of me. You said you did a paper on him, and I I don't know how long ago that was, and also don't know what the extent of because my college experience was me going and then dropping out shortly after. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really know what those kind of papers even look like, especially on a higher degree level. So my paper was on how to utilize. Well, I don't own it. Is the other thing you have to remember. <laughs> The Air Force does, and oh. currently... Are you allowed to talk about it? Fuck. Yeah. Hey, it was okay. the same thing as, as Von Brown's yeah, uh, dissertation. The... If you do it for the military, they, they get the rights. Oh. The White House used it to establish their <clears throat> national security strategy. Anyway. Wow. It's basically using the, the idea of nuclear deterrence into how it's going to project into space. So I had to learn what constitutes space, how how different countries are trying to weaponize space, Oh. And that's crazy. That's why I know way Scary. more about World War Three than I want to. But it's really good that the Chinese are condemning what <clears throat> what Putin's R- doing. Russia, yeah. Well, condemning, but not. Well, wow. yeah. yeah. Still selling them tires that don't work. <laughs> yeah, it's the reason their convoy couldn't get to Kiev. Really? Yeah, from shitty Chinese tires. shitty that's Chinese tires. Funny. <laughs> um, but uh, so funny. yeah, I had to Chinese learn about sense of humor. <laughs> And I knew, based on rocketry, the backgrounds of Brown and then Von Komen is another guy who was working aerodynamics heavily. They had met each other a couple different times, but yeah, this is all. So yeah, so this is like boilerplate for your career. Pretty much. That's crazy. It's it's the history backing. Like, I don't know if all engineers know this sort of stuff, but me being genuinely interested in history... Yeah, like, I sure. I know the backgrounds of it. That's cool. Fuck. Yeah, you fucking know who Heineck is, so yeah, yeah. There's a lot to you know. You know how you're talking about gyroscopic uh, inertial devices? Yeah. Heineck was a leader in that category. Oh. See, I didn't even know Brown that. Brown probably stole that work from Heineck, or oh shit, or repurposed it, or figured out a way to use it. Hmm. God, Jay Allen. He was just trying to warn us about the alien invasion, man, and everybody wrote him off. <laughs> oh, he's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. God, he didn't marry his first cousin. <laughs> it's like the only people time 
who didn't for real dude <laughs> it does happen too often it's a lot marry your first cousin who's 18 year old and you got to be sickly when you're young so yeah. you read a lot of books right yes yeah yeah be sickly yeah yeah. If you get the cholera and live, mm, you are going places. You're making it to the top. Yeah. Yeah. You're making it all the way to the top. You're either going to create Mormonism <laughs> or or some science shit. The yeah. only the only thing that we broke on this is that Brown has like 19 middle names. You're only supposed to have three. Yeah. Yeah. He did have two. I think he has three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a bunch. Like but my... he's not named after his dad. That's the shit that we Oh, shit. Hate. It's like yeah. my wife. That's how you end up with a whole bunch of middle names. She has a bunch of middle names? Yeah, because she kept her other ones. And so oh, they all went into middle names. And so now her middle name's ridiculously long to print on legal documents. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, a, a, you know, I work for a bank. There's only so much space on a debit card for a name. Right. We have a large clientele that's Hispanic, and they all have three or four middle names, and they can't fit their names on their card, and they call us discriminatory. Which maybe they're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, we can increase that space. Dude, just yeah. change the damn typeface. Yeah. yeah. Put two lines. Add yeah. an extra fucking line. Yeah. If Twitter. Do you want? Do you want me to explain it to your engineers? It's not that difficult in the software. I think it's because it's coming from yeah. a Hispanic population. They just don't want to hear it. Oh. Okay. Like, oh, we don't fucking care about. Oh yeah. It. You know, I've actually recently considered actually changing my name legally. To. Oh, I haven't decided yet. Tom Jones. I just. Chester Copperpot yeah. is fine. <laughs> it's a great name. It's just that, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, you can just do this. You can just change your name. You really can. There's nothing stopping you. So uh, well, a legal fee. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that, and then next, you know, uh, it's just the, the the headache that I don't have to go through of all the, because I could come up with some pretty funny stuff. And yeah. People could still call me Chester in real life, and I would obviously respond. But legally, because you want mail to come to you and say butt fuck. I don't know what the rules are exactly on what you can. I think there's... Are there rules? Consuela banana hammock. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there are. Maybe there aren't. I don't know. I can't imagine there is. I don't know. I mean, if you could maybe pass it off as some sort of actual, you know, if you said like, yeah, fuck is not a bad word. You got to screw with Utah and just use the names that they won't let you put on license plates. Yeah. These are all my middle names. There you go. Merlot is one of them. Utah bureaucracy is bananas. Yeah. And silly. Fight the system. Yeah. I could be yeah, I could be a Wilbur. All this time I've been Chester and I could be Wilbur? What? Yeah. Yeah, your whole life you could be <clears throat> you could be Wilbur. Yeah. Yeah, you could be Ernest. Yeah. You could you could be Maud. Mm-hmm. You could be Flanders. You could be Flanders. Flanders. Think it think it over. Oh. Uh, maybe change your name to Werner. I don't know if I want to be associated with it. <laughs> Why not? He got a big old salary and a hot first cousin wife and a plane. Well, I figured the fact that I'm changing my name, something really good is going to happen afterwards. Uh, as far as history has shown. Yeah, it's fair. So It's fair. Uh, I guess we'll find out when we do a people time on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have, I'll die, unfortunately, for us to do that. So. Yeah, but I'll do it and I'll be like... His ghost is here. Yeah. Welcome. So he was a nobody. Changed his name. No joke. A year later. Yep. Famous. Famous. Didn't take me with him. <laughs> but but uh, uh, I guess it worked out because he died two years after that doing something amazing. So we're... Uh, so he's dead. Doing the show and my special guest is a ghost. Hey, ghost. Fuck off. Yeah. For not inviting me to meet Paris Hilton when you went to that party that I saw on Instagram. And... Uh, 
You always you be knew. Chesterford to me. You knew I was available. You knew that. <laughs> you know I'm always available. I don't even like Paris Hilton. It's the it's the fact of it. Well, I mean, you didn't change your name, so I'm not gonna go walking around at parties with a no name changer. <laughs> I'm gonna change my name away from something golden like Ava Brontosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic family name. Then don't come to the party with me. That's fine. I'm just saying. <sighs> All right. A brand new episode of Cousin Fucker. Oh, my God, yes. He uh, apparently had been exchanging letters with her for a while throughout her teenage years, probably saying inappropriate things to her. But apparently... Yeah, how long is is a while? She's 18 now. Oh, yeah, I think a few years. Hey there, 14-year-old cousin. They were... Send tit pics. Got my eye on you. (laughs) Draw a picture of your tits on this letter. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, So we have something in common. Pretty gross. My mom... Oh God! <laughs> we have something in common. Hemoglobins. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the military allowed him to go over and snatch her up and get married. Um, they were gonna have a quick honeymoon in Germany, which they did technically, but the Americans did bring two soldiers to escort him everywhere. And, I was gonna uh, say I'm surprised they let him go and not just like full. Yeah, center. we're not alone. But the uh, the room that they had rented for their honeymoon was a one bedroom apartment, so soldiers like do your thing, guys. That's literally how the story kind of came off. The soldiers were like, "Hey, we're professionals. You do what you got to do." And they kind of look at each other like, <laughs> <laughs> "He's got. They're gonna have sex. They're gonna fuck in the other room." Uh, and yeah, you know what? They're cousins. Uh, Isn't that fucking crazy, and dude? Then one of them got a complex on this and a new kink. That's crazy. It's like, like now hey, I can only watch cousins fucking. And it's... Hey, you know what's crazy? Uh, I'd actually never thought about my cousin is super hot. <laughs> really? Can I fuck her? No. no I'm... <laughs> no. When we get back, I'm gonna start writing letters to her. No, you sicko! I'm gonna do it. These guys are probably from Alabama. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we should be doing the accent. Well, well, I've been thinking about fucking my cousin. Probably. Going. You haven't been fucking her. I've been fucking mine already. What are you talking about? Well, I usually fuck my sister. Oh, that's right. She's hotter than my cousin. My cousin is my sister, so I got confused. Well, my cousin's my grandma, so I guess I've been fucking everybody. <laughs> but it's only been one person. <laughs> but it's everybody. And the sex is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, I don't know why I keep doing it. Got these webbed fingers. I don't know. Man. God, her skin has this blue color to it that I don't know. When I think about it, it turns me on, but it's nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. <laughs> All right, so uh, so he brings her back to the U.S. after they uh, fuck in front of soldiers. We yeah. we like to assume that's what happened. I assume that's what happened. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> now dedicates himself to. All right, here's the thing, man. These Americans seem to trust me, and I am a smart guy. So let's stop talking about slapping warheads on the things, and let's actually get the fucking space. So, um, he. Let's see. Uh, He starts to embrace the American thing uh, because he sort of exchanges his time between this base, uh, as Tony was saying, Alabama, and then uh, there's one in Texas. So he's sort of in the south, so he starts doing this, like, wearing boots and cowboy hats thing. And uh, as he's learning English, most of his English is, because he hangs around soldiers so much, most of his English is, like, that soldier-level, like, (laughs) cursing and telling bad jokes. I'm going to latrine. And it's somewhat with a southern accent, so it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Southern German accent. Yeah. Oh, can't boy. even imagine. I, what does that sound like? It's bizarre. You can hear his voice on a few things, but not from these early days, unfortunately. I don't think oh. it's recorded. But bizarre. Because he tells 
offhanded jokes, off-color jokes to Supreme Commanders because he doesn't know it's an off-color. <laughs> not that he doesn't know it's an off-color joke, but he doesn't know the extent of how. Well, like if he says, if he says shit or dick to him. He'd say, well, we're cleaning up this shit. And as far as he understands, shit means stuff. Right, right. Mistranslations to a funny degree. In a so, southern German accent. <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's quite the character. So they start working on this. Uh, let's get this V2 into more of a let's go to space type of a device. We landed on the moon. Yes. And in 1949, the Soviets start testing nukes. Like 20 years before then. Holy shit. You said 1949? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. Uh, Which makes everybody nervous. So Brown and crew are ordered to create um, nuclear warheads. They're strapped to rockets. Okay. So you can launch them instead of drop them from a plane. Yes. So so we weren't working on that until just now. Yeah. 49. Because we didn't have a way to get them anywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. the rocket propulsion in in the U.S. was nothing, it or was no. it it was still like like pretty firework stage, <laughs> right? Yeah. I got yeah. it across the uh, football cute. field. What does the nuke do when it hits over there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Kills all of us. Oh, okay, let's not do that. So he he's assigned to what's called the Redstone uh, Arsenal in Huntsville, Alabama, and given this forty thousand dollar or sorry forty thousand acre playground to kind of design a nuclear warhead. Even though it's not. Again, That's pretty crazy to, to put that much trust into a, uh, you know, anti-Nazi. Well, I mean, there's somebody over his shoulder, I guess, with technical ability to look at it. But and I don't want to sound judgmental. I just feel also like that's what the government, I feel like, would be like. Hmm, do we trust this guy? Hmm. Especially with all our spy problems going on. Although he's not Russian, so they're probably like, nah, he's fine. I mean, I think they sort of leaned on the, give him the American dream, he'll get comfortable and he'll work for us. Yeah, we are giving him a shit ton of money, somewhere to stay. Yeah. All right. He's got a hot cousin. He's got... What does he need? <laughs> now, what's fun is all of his German compatriots, who are all engineers as well, working on this project, they kind of take over this little Huntsville, Alabama town. And uh, it actually ends up being called Sauerkraut Hill. Um, I don't like sauerkraut. Just You don't like sauerkraut? Mm. Oh, I love it. Mm. I love sauerkraut. And uh, he just starts doing his, his thing. He uh, is featured in articles uh, in Collier Magazine... Uh, he starts giving talks. Uh, Does he develop a lot of stuff in this uh, respect? What do you mean? Well, he's working on making Oh, this... technically. Yeah. Yes. He eventually develops, uh, well, eventually, he, he develops the Saturn V. Yeah. And what's a Saturn V? The rocket that takes us to the moon. Oh. So he was he like the main guy on it? Or was it obviously probably a team of people, I assume. He's the main guy. But he's like was, on top of it. It huh? was the Red Rocket Club for the most part. Oh. Bam, bam. The ones that he brought back, the, the former Nazis. So they're so but they're not gonna get to the moon for like another twenty years. <clears throat> so we developed it and then what? So he is giving talks and, and uh and being interviewed because he's trying to sell himself as a rocket guy, not a military guy. And so he actually gives a bunch of talks detailing his, um, what actually ends up happening to his credit. He describes, he's like, if we keep looking at this technology on the trajectory we're at, we're going to create a three-stage rocket that'll get us into technical space. We're going to make space stations. We're going to get to the moon. Watch me. That's cool. And this was in like 1949, 1950. Okay. Now, see, you said he was charming and all that stuff, and I didn't care about that shit. But then when you're like... Yeah, he's the one who kind of helped design the the thing to get us to the moon. I'm like, fuck, you gotta compartmentalize again. I'm like, yeah, 
This is so space, cool. Space is neat. Yeah, you know, it's what we, it's what definitely what we want to do. Um, he, uh, let's see, he, um, trying to figure out what's what's the best way to tell all these different stories of him running around. And I mean, it's kind of the same thing with <clears throat> developing the Saturn V is the same as developing the V two, where mostly you're just blowing shit up, yeah. trying, to, trying to figure out the tech, and it takes several years. Yeah, but he's becoming a a celebrity there's definitely mixed response by the american public about the fact of who he is but again he's very charming he's getting us to space yeah so do you know you know is this this would stuff fall in your background right tony a, a little bit so with the sat five is that do you know if that's what we're still kind of using somewhat today is it, or based off of that technology do you the know? nasa stuff is based off of that yeah yeah the military stuff oddly is diverged from that i I can't tell you why specifically. Yeah. Uh, my theory is because they didn't want it to be nearly identical to the Russian stuff. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. Because if, <clears throat> let's say, two countries in the midst of a Cold War are trying to develop weapons at the same time, if they build them identically, it's very easy to figure out where the weak points are. Right. Change it up that way. You can uh, keep your secrets maybe even a little bit better. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We just be curious. careful with secrets. Yeah. 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 It told us true statement. Yeah. Got to be careful with secrets. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of them. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but um, it's interesting when you look at how he changed his engineering philosophy through this time frame too. He does change it um, pretty dramatically. Oh, well, definitely talk about that. I don't have any notes about that. Because he got um, basically <clears throat> on a personal level, you know, he's American Dream now. He's married kids on the way he's got uh one or two at this point yeah you um yeah i didn't bring him up they're with good. his cousin yeah yeah so they're like so second cousins so they're um fear webbed <laughs> but um he one of the reasons that uh it's credited that the soviet union actually beat us to space is because he was conservative in his engineering philosophy oh, and yeah. had more safety factor like more safety built in because he knew and had been through what happens when you don't have safety built in. Which is funny, too, because we've done the first man in space, which is a Russian... Um, Yuri Gagarin. Yeah. yeah, but don't we suspect that there was actually another person, but they died? That the Russians covered I that mean, up? There, there's conspiracies about it, but the, the consensus is that, yes, the Russians were reckless because they so, wanted to win the race. Right. But yeah. so and here people, we're saying that he was conservative did die. to that yeah. because he wanted to make sure it's... And keep in mind, the Russians are just using essentially what's a bigger V2. Yeah, they didn't like advance any technology in this. Oh, just well, put they... more fuel in there. What are you doing? Mickey? Yeah, because they had a version of paperclip, but clearly they didn't get the best brain. <laughs> yeah, uh, of, they of actually the took the anything they could still get that was tooling and equipment and started up the V two line again in the Soviet Union. That's crazy. <clears throat> and like, I think it was know. in Ukraine, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh boy, or what is modern day Ukraine? Yeah. Which was Russia at the time, right? Well, yeah, Soviet, Soviet Union. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it was, yeah. Well, if we're talking about back in the 40s, 50s. Ukraine nationally, but Soviet Union, uh, yeah. 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 By dictatorship or whatever. But yeah, I mean, that, that that's in my notes here that he spent a lot of time uh, making a very efficient program because not only was that sort of a German aesthetic, but yeah, like you were saying, in, in, in Germany, you could throw 14 slaves at a thing. Yeah, in America, you you can't really get away with that. So he's making a very clean program. That's good, at least safety safety first. Yeah, um, and it did become kind of a scary race because in the fifties, um, 
you know, he's working on this shit, and the Russians are developing the H bomb, and and things of that nature. So we were getting the pressure was on to to to, Which, to beat him. Yeah. Well, I I can't. I don't know the development difference between the uh, atom bomb and the hydrogen bomb. Like, I don't remember what the difference says on time. It goes <laughs> no. the atom bomb. And then I don't know when the hydrogen bomb is introduced. Oh, it's after the atom bomb, but I don't know what. I don't remember either. Well, he does on the U.S. Guy. side, it's very quickly. Is um, it? Yeah, the military technology oh. moves pretty quick through those stages. Ooh, okay. A year or two. Okay, that's not too. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be much and more dramatic. So in the fifties, we're also doing a whole bunch of nuclear tests out in Nevada, middle yeah, of okay. nowhere. Well, and yeah. in, in New Utah. Mexico, in Utah, yeah. And the difference is like fission versus fusion. And one blows up bigger. Yes. One's called an A and one called an H. Yeah. And, and they both make you go, ah. I've just said all the things I could possibly know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much. They're all different in, in how they fuse is mostly what's different. Yeah. I, I still don't know other than the words fission and fusion. Can't talk a lot about it. Mostly it's about how you start the reaction and how quickly it grows. Okay. Integrals both... again. Yeah. In, yeah. Integrals. Yeah. Integrals. So they're both. It's the same. They're both splitting an atom, creating an explosion by doing so. It's just a difference. One's of a how combining. You I think yep. one's splitting an atom. One's combining an atom with another atom. I don't remember. It should be all splitting because that's what makes the explosion, as far as uh, I understand. You yeah. cut it open and it goes. I don't like that. I don't know. This is beyond me, unfortunately. So. I don't know. I've never met plutonium or uranium. They seem a little unstable. Uh... <laughs> It's uh, not rocket science, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's surgery. <laughs> it, it's it's ad, it's atomic surgery because you got to cut them open. Man, I'm on fire! <laughs> All uh, right, science words. I'm, I'm part of this. So, um, the uh, government, U.S. government, is like, "All right, we need satellites. We know the Russians are going to have satellites soon. That's the next tech. That's what's coming up. We don't want spy satellites. We don't want satellites with bombs. We need a satellite." So. Uh, they they design what's called the Vanguard project, which uh, we did talk about I've in the Heineck episode. Yeah. Now, the goal of the Vanguard project was to get the satellite up into the air before the the Ruskies. Uh, we didn't, so mm. Vanguard was actually abandoned. But uh, it was Brown who was like, "Please let me design the rocket to shoot Vanguard into space." And Eisenhower said, "No," <laughs> and he actually gave it to a different arm of the military. Uh, it's presumed that Ike did that because he's a former Nazi, just didn't want him involved. Um, oh. Brown, to his credit, maybe not to his credit, kept the tech that he was designing to carry the payload of the Vanguard a hidden, where they were doing the tests already to create a rocket capable of, of launching up the Vanguard. He just didn't tell anybody about it because he wasn't supposed to be doing that. Weird, yeah. That's important. But we know, like, Sputnik was first anyways, right? They beat us to that as well. Yeah, that's why Vanguard was uh, uh, abandoned, because Vanguard, it's the same as Sputnik. It's a piece of metal with a blinking light it's on it and a radio anything. responder, yeah, yeah. and it dies after a couple days. So since they beat us in that race, we were like, fuck it, scrap it, let's go to the next thing, let's go to a satellite that does something. Gotcha. And uh, Brown had developed a, a rocket, which becomes the Saturn V, that was capable of launching the Vanguard up there, but didn't tell anybody about it because he was told he wasn't supposed to make it which is i don't know if that's more nazi or more american but <laughs> that's what he did probably a little bit more, uh, don't ask don't tell yeah it, that's kind of a different thing but yeah 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 
Anyway, he called this rocket uh, the Jupiter C. Uh, Jupiter was a series of uh, basically you take the V2, you make them bigger, put the tech on there bigger, you get your gyroscopic uh, piloting abilities. Yeah, it spins around and keeps it balanced. And then I don't know. Something. Yeah? I might, Gy gyroscope? My idea of what a gyroscope is very limited too. <laughs> I, I had one in a tool I had to use, but it was very specific for that tool, so I can't imagine it applies to everything oh else. Oh my god. Yeah. It spins. <laughs> I just don't even know how I got out of high school. <laughs> That's what a gyroscope does. Well, when go. you spin a top, it stays balanced. So, and so, so rocket balances. All right, I'll jump in. <laughs> oh, please, thank God. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take. Yeah, it's, it's been way. I'm, I'm sweating. If you can somehow make a gyroscope float, how do you in make the it? air while it's spinning? You use magnets to make it float. Oh, oh. okay. Then you know when, let's it's say, tilted. the whole rocket body turns. Mm, okay. That's essentially how the gyroscope It can take measurements works. of how much it's angled and then therefore be corrected. Or, or just correct it. It Yeah, they, for all intents and purposes, turn until it doesn't do that anymore. It's a, that's so actually this... surprising to what, like, close to exactly what the tool I used, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I guess I could have gone into that, but. We were hitting on the idea. I still don't know that much. It's not like I designed the but I tool. Guess, so. so this idea of this little, the, uh, this little, I assume, very well protect, protected chamber of the rocket that houses this gyroscope, like that idea and perfecting it is a big part of Brown. Like yes. His success rate comes from it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I actually think most of most of Browns were in the the development of the fuel okay. to be yeah. more efficient. Because I guess you did say the gyroscopic thing. Uh, he might have actually just replicated yeah i think i honestly think he stole that or borrowed it technology wise most of his work was in the fuel and then making the the steering mechanisms work better huh. well yeah maybe follow maybe they're able to steer less and actually work the make the gyroscope ba more balanced i don't know man that's the that's the funny thing to me about this is obviously you know what the fuck do i know but I know, obviously, this is a lot of applied and theoretical science happening, right? Yep. You write it down, you build the thing, you Test light it on fire. Test it, yeah. yeah. But most of the time, it's going to blow up and not work. So you just yes. keep going. Yeah, but that's, yeah. Years yeah. and years of this Trial shit. and error. Yeah. Writing it down. Well, I'm just surprised because I'm so dumb, I assume smart people can write something down and it works. <laughs> but it, it doesn't. No. no. No, but they at least have <laughs> the it. process down, right? We were talking about this with the Wright brothers where it's like... I kind of thought it was just two schmoes that were just, like, testing by, like, just doing that. Like, just, I know. <laughs> what if we just angle it? And they were, so, sort of, but they also had, like, built a wind tunnel. And they were, were like, goofy guys, but. Testing things out to actually yeah. on a small scale. And they'd be like, cool, now we apply this. Like, they actually were applying some kind of process. They were, they were definitely geniuses. I just thought there were two dudes who were like, we got lucky. We happened to find the right angle for the wings to be on that they oh, were. Like, no, they were a little I bit hella, smarter than that. I hella hope they were two just dopes who <laughs> just jumped like, off buildings and figured something out. like shoving each other. No, you get in. You do it. <laughs> Check the, this out. The biggest technical advancements the Wrights actually made were in engine technology. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because I think they strapped a bunch of motors together. Well, they were. The that's right, it was a so, motorcycle motor. Yeah, they owner, were. Right? They were bicycle owners. Bicycle right? shop. That's and they right. started making motorcycles. Now, motorcycles didn't exist really until after the late parts of World War One, and the the first 
<clears throat> motorcycles, they actually took airplane engines and cut them apart hmm. and used a section of an airplane engine. That's crazy. Yeah. But the the Wright brothers were building engines to put on their bicycles. To make and they motorcycles. Were, and they were trying to make them more efficient. <laughs> and so <clears throat> they designed what, like, the engine that's on your lawnmower. Yeah. Would be about three times as powerful as the ones the Wrights were actually using. And I have wow. a Yamaha, so yeah, it's pretty important. It's, yeah, so it's just fly all the planes. <laughs> but yeah, it was like it would fly a Wright flyer for for hours on end. That's so crazy. But that's where they made all their technological advancements. All the as far as wing profiles and what needed to fly, they got most of that from somewhere else. Yeah, they were working with a whole bunch of different people. Yeah, they and they they didn't create much of that on their own. That yeah. was mostly learned from other people. Yeah, I think um, even in other countries. We talked about a couple of them, too. Yeah, yeah in the episode, I mean, uh, they were part There's of... a French guy. Pierre. Exactly, yeah, because they went to France and all that shit. And there was also, I think, a Russian guy who was more of a glider yeah. expert. Yeah. But but people have been jumping off shit, gliding around for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, balloons were also a thing for a while before, so we were yeah. still getting in the air, just not, not flying is what they... Yeah, because it. we did talk about it. what's the definition of flying, and it's some variation of your control on it. And it's your ability to be able to, I think it was something like, and you launch yourself and then be able to go up and down. So I don't remember what the whole thing. You're was. gonna need a motor for that. Yeah, but basically, yeah. not go, not land downhill from where you started. Yeah, yeah. It's gliding, right? So, yeah, you have to go up. Anyways, well, so um, basically, what happens is we plan Vanguard. Brown makes a rocket that's capable of getting it up there. The government doesn't use it. Sputnik goes up. Vanguard is canceled. Now they're like, okay, uh, we need to build a better satellite. Sputnik 2 goes up very quickly after Sputnik 1, which shocks everybody again, realizing that the Russians aren't just randomly throwing shit into the air. They're actually planning this out. They're actually getting better with their tech, and we can watch it. We watched them shoot a rocket up, and a dog was in a box in space, and then the dog died. We saw yeah. that. So it made everybody a little bit freaked out. So Ike and the Pentagon finally agreed with Von Braun saying, okay, you're a former Nazi. I don't like your face. Please please build the, ro- please, please build the rocket to get us to space. Please do that. So uh, that's what Brown uh, starts working on, where he's taking his Jupiter-C and just beefing it up to make it into... Uh, the Sat- the Saturn, which becomes the Saturn V is yeah. the most successful one. Um, he grabs a whole brain trust of people to help him uh, bring this together. I only mention that because uh, one of the more interesting names in it is uh, James Van Allen, the guy who uh, coined the the Van Allen belt, radiation Van Allen belt. All right. Uh, he was actually a part of the team to help uh, design cosmic radiation counters to fit into the nose of the of the rocket um, because. Uh, the Van Allen belt is the reason why we know we never went to the moon. Well, like it's, <clears throat> I can't remember. It's it's got to be quite a bit of radiation because the, the uh, astronauts who've broken through uh, on that side all stated like you can see it when you go through the Van Allen belt. Yeah. Wow. Uh, or the radiation belt. That's oh, what it is. Yeah. And so even to the point where one of them said that he was closing his eyes and he could see like just crazy colors or something radiation like that. yeah which is just like the cones in his eyes melting <clears throat> no i mean like i don't know how dangerous it actually is I, I don't know but i do remember hearing about one of the apollo astronauts talking about how 
there was like some question. I think it was like talking about flat earthers, and flat earthers yeah. were like, that doesn't, "There's no way you can even get past." And he talks about all this stuff, including the radiation belt, and he's all like, "Yeah, it's like this, like it, it's just seriously like a spot that's stopped of radiation that yeah. you go through, and when you go through it, you can see it." I was like, "You can see it? What?" Sure. So I don't know. Interesting. I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's only gathered out there because of gravitation, right? So why don't yeah. Gases, I think. I don't know, yeah. All I know about the Van Allen belt is that it's used. It's used. Um, yeah, he, he knows. He's on one tonight. It's, it's used to describe the conspiracy that we didn't land on the moon, uh, which is just stupid, which is why I bring it up. Yep. Because I, I bring up stupid shit. That's the idea, right? This is the whole show. It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole show. Oh, man. So part of what I know about the Van Allen Belt actually deals with uh, airline pilots, too. Because they really? say that, I guess, airline pilots have a very high occurrence of cancer due to, oh, due wow. to over-absorption of radiation. Yikes. Because they're just closer to the Just, source. well, so I guess when you look at it, they have a big window that radiation could come through, right? <laughs> whereas, yeah. whereas the people flying in the tube in the back have a little window <laughs> and probably yeah. don't fly nearly as much obviously yep. if you're and the so, pilot if you're the pilot you're is there do we know if there's a higher uh preponderance of cancer in astronauts i don't i haven't looked into that but i don't i don't i, don't, I, I do honestly it. don't think they absorb enough it's it's all it's all time-based that's true too because you're only in space for so long yeah i think the, who's the longest person out there like chris hatfield and even he's fine yeah so far <laughs> so far yeah all right. So he's got the plan to do it. Now, uh, how far along is it till he actually starts trying it? Not that long, dude. It takes him only a few months because he had basically he, – he had – the Saturn The Saturn uh, would have gotten uh, – or sorry, the Jupiter would have gotten the, the Vanguard up in space just fine. If, yeah. if, if I could said, former Nazi, go ahead and do this for us, it would have been done. We could have beat the Ruskies to space. Uh, but they just they didn't, want, they didn't want a former Nazi dude to, to touch it. So all he had to do was beef the fucker up to to uh, take a, a heavier load. Yeah. And in January of 1951, they shot up Explorer One, yep. and that our first uh, satellite. And how far does that go around? Is that like... it's on a degrading path, and so it only lasts for so long before it falls back to Earth. Okay, so they don't haven't figured out where geosynchronous orbit works yet. Ah, oh, see, this is where we're. Ah, geosynchronous. Mm. It floated around the Earth. Uh, well, it had power for four months that we could see oh, nice. batteries died um what i read is it was space garbage for up to 10 years oh that's not bad for the first try came back in damn yeah because i think sputnik uh sputnik one fell out of orbit rather quickly because they didn't yeah they didn't understand it quite yeah. yet about how to align it i don't know right it's, uh, you have the to right fall forever it's the right distance of not going too far out and not coming back to earth it's very precise Fall. yeah always falling um Something they don't talk about in Star Trek. You know, Star Trek's a very accurate show to science, but they, they don't talk about that. They don't also talk about how food is just generated in front of them, because I want that device. So it's a replicator. Yeah, but I want one. Food 3D printer. It's happening. Oh, that's what it not is. not that far away. <gasps> oh, it's my really God. Out. Yeah. That's a genius idea. But what we need is what they have where, you know, whatever you don't eat in the plate, you put into a device that just goes, <laughs> now you're just naked atoms. And then they use that to build the food if you make another order. Yeah. And your shit. They recycle your shit in the food. Huh. The real like problem so is much. that 
the scientific solution says, why do I need a person to chew this? Just inject it into them. So then you lose food altogether. Right? Yeah. So but what about a, taste? There's a, there's a balance there. As I long as a scientist comes up with a way that I put in something in my mouth. Science, science doesn't care what you taste. <laughs> science can go fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, a big, that's a hot take right there. Yeah. Yeah. Science doesn't care. Science doesn't care. Oh, oh, you want to taste that? Science doesn't care what you believe okay. you tasted. I have, yeah. I tie back into that. No, I, no yeah. yes or no to your taste. I don't care. Hey, man, I like taste, but I don't think I'd miss it. Well, yeah. I cared at one time. Because it's an efficiency I, thing. I developed taste buds for a reason due to science. You, you mean because of your genes? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean science, uh, obviously, but it's... Uh, well, it's like... At one point, it was important in the development of... Yeah, it's an evolutionary thing, right? But now we're at the top of the food chain. And also... We don't need to crave chocolate anymore. It still doesn't care. If we cease to exist right now, it wouldn't matter to science. Well, none of this matters. Yeah. Science doesn't Welcome to Nihilism, the real people time podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty nihilistic. It's all matter, but none of it matters. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. incredibly accurate. That's poetic, yeah. if there you go. Uh, you know, which is a very humanistic way of <laughs> not science related. Yeah, that's a very nice way of saying that. Oh man, how fun! Let's all go commit suicide. <laughs> None of this matters. We're, we're just matter. I'm a relative nihilist, which is a little bit of a science in there. It's relative to me, so it matters at the moment. Please stop. Okay, I'm sorry. Your pun mm-hmm. has hurt me. Come on, it's hurt my insides. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> just, <laughs> All right. All right, I'm sorry. Let's get, I'll let you get back to it. Explorer 1 goes up in uh, 1958, the country parties. Um, actually, a British intelligence officer, the one that planned the RAF bombing of uh, Pena Munde, they were, they were trying to kill uh, Von Braun, wrote him a letter in, uh, in a telegram and said, congratulations, sorry for trying to kill you. For real? Yeah. Is that really what it Which said? Which was kind of a cheeky joke, but yeah. congratulations from the West. Good job. Sorry we tried to kill you once. Good job, though. Still would again, maybe, if I got a chance. Hey, we didn't bomb Huntsville, so. Yeah. I mean, there you go. Hmm. It's true. Um, funny little story after this, because, yeah, I mean, he was semi-famous beforehand, but now he's the famous rocket guy. Everybody right. in America knows him. Uh, he was invited to the White House to meet with uh, President Eisenhower. He rented a suit that needed a white tie. The white tie didn't come with the suit. He called everybody he knew, couldn't get a, a, a white a white tie. Why does he need a white tie? Uh, I don't remember the color matchup, but he just rented a suit that needed a white to tie. To match his cowboy hat and boots. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a fucking Dumb and Dumber character. <laughs> but he actually called the White House because he was so panicked and said, hey, I need a white tie. And they said, oh, that's fine. It's the White House. Come on down. We'll get you a white tie. He comes in and some assistant pulls him away quickly, puts on a white tie. They go into the Oval Office, shake hands with Ike. Ike's not wearing a tie. And says, sorry about this. Uh, I can't find my fucking white tie. <laughs> oh my, is that for real? <laughs> That's a real story. So some oh, assistant was stole like. Stole the president's tie. Just thinking he didn't need it. Man. I love the idea of it that like their job depends on being able to get anything no matter what. To the point where someone took it to the extreme of like, there isn't any white tie. I better take it from the person who might end up saying they, they need it. And I, definitely... I mean, I guess if you're, if you're trying to dress fancy for somebody, they don't have to dress fancy. So he doesn't need the white tie. He's, he's Eisenhower. Did he, he get to keep the tie? Uh, he didn't say what happened to the tie, but he did get a kick out of telling that story. Because I'd be like, I, I, would have, keep it. I have Ike's tie. I would keep it. Yeah. Hella. And never tell Ike, because that guy was mean. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he will hit yeah. you in the face. He will get his tie back. He will hit you. He might choke you with that tie. <laughs> um, 
So, in April of 1958, now that it seems that we have the technology to get into space, uh, Congress passed the Space Act, which created NASA, which is, if I'm not wrong, NASA stands for National Association of Space Astronauts. Yeah, that's a good question. I have actually no, never thought about it. Nautical Astronomy Society of Adventure. No. It's, uh, is that closer? Newton's after science. <laughs> again. Oh, science again. <laughs> Newton's after science again. That's it. Yeah, uh, figured it out. Bam. Done. It's like second try we, we figured that out. Yeah. Um, National Aeronautics and Space Group. Yeah, <laughs> Nazca, right? Nazca, Nazca, Nazca. So Von Braun and his team that he's been collecting of specialties—he's got about forty-eight hundred people from Huntsville—are now um, NASA. Yeah, he's NASA. Is he like heading NASA or just kind of a part? No, of it? I, he's the head of the technical arm of it. Okay, but no, he's not the president of NASA. Obviously, there's a lot of bureaucratic arms above him. Yeah. You know, a military guy, a Pentagon guy, a Congress guy. Of course. But, uh, yeah. It's interesting. Just, it's just odd. Yeah. It's odd. A former Nazi. Yeah. There he is. Um, they switch from, okay, so the Jupiter had a different propulsion system than the Saturn. I, I don't can't speak to this, but it's in my notes. They switched the fuel to liquid hydrogen, which uh, Brown didn't love, but. He said was better. Yeah, he didn't like. Why didn't he like it? Did he, say he was that? afraid of how explosive it is. Oh, liquid hydrogen has more power. But more dangerous though, maybe. Yeah, than, than the alcohol, liquid oxygen setup. So the idea is it, is it just un, uh, less stable, or is it just that it's got a bigger boost for it? It's it's both. It's oh, less okay. stable and, which is the reason he didn't like it because he's in this. You got to remember the newfound. I want to be safer. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because you kill an American out there, they'll throw you out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Kill all the slave Jews you want. Nobody, nobody cares. Even, nobody even knows their name. Hell, you're being encouraged to do it. How many did you kill today? Well, they're here to help, not to be killed. How many did you kill? <laughs> only Five. Four, only 14, sir. Your dinner is based on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very sad, but yeah, liquid hydrogen, I guess, is um, what, what got us up there. We started shooting up some monkeys, uh, who a few of them died. Uh, maybe they didn't all die. Hmm. I don't remember. I say send yourselves. But we were. I agree. Don't yeah. send other animals. Go, be if you're gonna do it, go for it. Yeah. Don't uh, be a little bitch. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, yeah. if you're gonna make them do it, you should do it. Yeah. But we were still throwing up chimps when the Russians threw up Yuri Gagarin, and that made everybody pretty nervous. This is in 1961. Yeah. So in a in an effort to catch up. They strap Alan Shepard into a Saturn One, which is like the first version of their beefier one guy Jupiter. Yep. Just just Alan. Whoa, beefy Jupiter with eight fucking engines. Uh, apparently has one point three million pounds of thrust. Because I imagine going up in space, maybe even today, but especially when it's being tested out and everything, Ugh. that you know you might look over at somebody else and at least feel a little bit better that there's at least okay, there's two of us. Hey, buddy, but you're just there by yourself. We're in this like, together. Just you alone. Oh God. Okay. They should have brought. They should have at least given Alan a monkey, a dog, yeah, something, a chimp that he could call a pal. Yeah. In all, we're going to hell together. <laughs> in all likelihood, they Toto. they didn't even have radio communication either. Oh my god! So you got to keep That's in mind right. that he's literally 
We'll see you later, Alan. Well, oh, when I get back, he's gone. Yeah. Oh my God. If if I get back, maybe. Yeah. If I if I make it out of this first being launched alive, and then once I get up into space, there isn't anything crazy happening out there that we kind of know some about, but just in case, you know, whatever. And then also on re-entry itself. We're assuming that parachute works. You packed that parachute, right, guys? Uh, I think so. Goodbye. What, <laughs> what parachute, Alan? <laughs> There's no parachute? Uh, all right. yeah, we didn't think you needed it. <laughs> we, we thought it was a one-way trip. Oh. Oh, yeah, right. You wanted to go to space. We didn't contemplate this coming back thing. Yeah, I already hit the launch button, but now that you're saying that, that makes sense. Shit, we should have probably... Pe- huh. That's what they were saying when they were like, make sure that the parachute's in there. I thought it was just some weird way of... I don't know. We thought it was a joke. Yeah, some There's kinda... a parachute involved? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Poor Alan Shepard. So wait, what happens to him? What do you mean, poor? He's fine. So, he lives. Well, what's fun is that, I mean, poor. because the Soviets are so reckless, they did strap, if you listen to our episode, please listen her, Yuri Gagarin, they did strap him into kind of a, I mean, it was a satellite. He he, he did go around the Earth, I think. Uh, Once uh, or twice or something yeah. like that, right? Once or twice. And then crash landed barely alive. Which is, it's pretty good. And that's success, but it really was luck. Clunky. Yeah. And so... Luck. They were not going to do that to our first guy because, again, safety protocol, dead bodies. So what happened with him? Did he have a much nicer... Alan just went up, technically crossed the threshold of space, and then came Came back. back. Was it just like straight up and down, or did he kind of orbit a little bit? Like He didn't orbit at all. He just went up and came back. No, our first guy to orbit, I believe, was John Glenn in the Mercury Project, which is pretty close, but yeah. Okay. Not quite as sexy. But But it's safe. Safe. Yep. Alan lived a full long life. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just know he didn't die in this incident. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Alan after that. I think when you come back, yeah, you, you gotta go like call your wife, like we're having sex. You know, I just did. <laughs> I just fuck space <laughs> with yeah. my warhead. Yeah, yeah. Now give me some warhead. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh huh. Uh, what am I? am I reading here? We get you a little off track with all the sex and yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that warhead joke. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, all right, Kennedy is uh, president now. Yeah, JFK. He tasks his uh, vice president, who had him killed, Jack John, LBJ. Um, that still doesn't make sense to me. We've talked about it. Go on. Anyway, he asked LBJ to ask around uh, about you know every every specialist and everybody at NASA. What would it take to beat the Russians? Uh, like, what would technically be considered beating the space race? Oh, being better than them. Yes, because we need the... Um, the no, that's the answer. The vision... Uh, oh, it's hitting, hitting them. Yeah. And the, the mean, former Nazis, like, I've always wanted to go to the moon. Exactly. Ooh. They said, perceptually, how do we win the Cold War space race? What would be the, what would be the finish line in your mind? And everybody was like, on the moon. Yeah. It's a target. It's I get, get you. Get there. So Kennedy ordered it. Project Apollo. NASA uh, get to the moon before 1970. I need to get to the moon before 1970. Like we I do? need a bullet in my head. Whoa! Ow! Both things are true. Both Ouch. things became true. Got to beat the Cold War. Got to get assassinated. So wait, uh, how many Apollo projects before they actually got to the moon? Well, it's called Project Apollo. The Apollo missions come later. Uh, they start with the. Uh, Mercury, and there's another project, Gemini. Gemini yep. and Mercury. These are all 
versions of getting people more and more into space. Getting deeper in deeper, deeper fucking deeper, into deeper. space. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good old Gus Grissom is the second American in space. Um, poor Gus has a pretty funny story about his landing uh, that uh, Von Brown always thought was funny because he always thought that he's still kind of a jerk. He's still a, he's still a Prussian jerk. He still thinks Americans are a little bit clumsy. Oh, yeah. And the Gus Grissom story is that Gus was the second American in space. He still didn't orbit. But he <laughs> went up, came back down. His uh, capsule landed in the ocean, and uh, he opened his hatch before he was supposed to, and the thing flooded and, and dropped to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. And he, was barely, he was barely pulled out of the water by helicopters. Whew. Um, and for years, up until literally a couple of years ago, Gus was blamed for that. Everybody said he panicked and opened the door, and Von Braun agreed, where he's like, oh, Americans panic. And it was literally like it's an ass- coming out of space. It's like uh, hitting terminal velocity. It just increased speed. Imagine it's heat enough that he can feel. And then oh, when yeah. he hits the water, he's like, get me out of here. It's like, this guy's just a panicky guy. What an idiot. Well, NASA actually very recently, like within the last two years, did a reassessment. They're like, it was an electrical problem. Gus huh. didn't touch the door. Oh my God! Gus lived with that shame his whole life. That's He's like, whole I life. didn't open it. <laughs> I like to think though that with the uh, Verna Vernon, how, how do you say his name again? Verner. Verner. That he probably thought the same thing after this car wreck and his driver died. Like, Shah, just panicked. <laughs> if you would have just landed that correctly, but instead he screamed and then oh, hit a crash. ditch. Oh no! Now you're dead. I'm gonna take off. And everyone's a everyone's a panicky person. We should have strapped a firework to the back of this thing. <laughs> so I'm just and I could pilot it. All these people are clumsy. I'm gonna pilot. I'm gonna pilot this truck to the moon. <laughs> Everybody around me is too erratic. <laughs> I got this. Well, let's see. Let's rush through some facts here because we're just we're just building more rockets and shooting them up. I don't know how many details I can give. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, get to so 1969. We got 62 John Glenn orbits. The first American to do so. Uh, 64, Kennedy is capped. Uh, Von Braun is said to have been seen by his secretary, the prettier one. Oh. So this is the only time she saw him cry. Apparently he had some love for Kennedy. I don't, I don't know why. I, uh, it was, I that, like it was that Kennedy speech. Hmm. The going to, to the space. moon. We do these things not because they're easy, but because they're hard. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's a fair way. To, it, yeah. it's, it's all about sex. Do you cry on the outside or it just was, the inside? It was a again. sex speech, and Kenny was like, how do I phrase this to think about rockets? <laughs> I'm really thinking about, my, yeah. Well, Marilyn really thinking about pussy. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, her moon, if you know what I'm saying. How can we? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's where the. That's where moon and ass come from. We do this thing. It is. Oh, it's a full moon. The dogs agree. (laughs) Exactly. The crowd approves. Yeah. We do this thing not because they're easy, but because I'm hard. They're hard. They're hard. Uh, damn it. Shit. Marilyn, quit singing "Happy Birthday" to me. God damn it, my (laughs) wife's right there. Ask not what your country can give me head, but what your give give me head. (laughs) Wait, give me head. Just do it. Back up. Back up. Where are we? Sir, this, speech, also on a this speech doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Adjust it. I'm busy. I'm busy. So wait, when he cried, <laughs> did he cry on the outside of the speech or is it on the inside oh, again? God. I think this was both. He cried out of his out of his butthole. Oh, both. Yeah. And his eyes. Tears came out of his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> just, That's he was good. so upset he just shit his pants. <laughs> uh, he apparently sent a very lovely letter of condolence to uh, to Jackie Kennedy, and she she wrote back asking that. He not forget to bring up Jack in his future speeches so that people uh, 
don't forget about Jack. Oh, it's weird purpose. that she gave a shit at all about him. Well, his legacy is tied to hers. Yeah, that's true. Because they didn't have a great marriage. I think she was just looking for, you know, what we do on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, L, uh, once uh, Johnson is president, he actually gave an interesting talk uh, saying that we have to invest in space because the Romans built roads. That's why they conquered Europe. The English built ships. That's why they conquered the sea. We need to learn how to sail the new terrain of space. Yeah. And Brown agreed. The Germans built rockets. Wait. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Hang on, let me... Mm, don't talk about that part. Give me head. Isn't that what my <laughs> guy said before me? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they gave Jack head, that's for sure. Because his brains sprayed out of his head. <laughs> oh, wow. He gave his head to everybody. <laughs> oh, man. That's the only time he gave head to Jackie was when his brains <laughs> splattered out. Come on. This is a tough crowd. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of puns. I can't think of any right now. All right. So, uh, yeah, the Mercury flights were the first. Oh, sorry. Mercury and Gemini both happened in the 60s. These are all buildups for getting us to the full Apollo program in which the Saturn V is developed. Now, the Saturn V Finally has going fully erect here. Fully. Fully erect. We were only semi-erect before. Uh, Saturn V. Five engines, 7.5 million pounds of thrust, which is how I give it to your mom. Mm, nice. 7.5 7. million pounds of thrust. Well, that's still That's a lot of thrust. Today. Is she okay? Mm, yes. All right. I mean, it's enough to get to the moon, right? It's enough to, yeah. Oh. yeah well, kind oh, of. Yeah. I, I should look it up. But it's I, enough for your I mom. I thought the, the Challenger engines were 5 million apiece, but I can't remember. Mm. So... 7.5 is still significant enough now that we'd be like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good rocket. That's good. That's, that's a big rocket. That's, that's rocket enough for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just happen to see me or you got 5 billion pounds in your pocket? <laughs> you got 7 million pounds of thrust in your pants? <laughs> I'm just happy. Or is that a Saturn V? <laughs> you, you really carry that around? <laughs> Which would be physically impossible. Because, according to my notes, the Saturn V is 365 feet tall, which is six stories taller than the Statue of Liberty. It has 70 miles of electrical wiring and plumbing. Jesus. It's actually the largest rocket ever shot. Is that one? Yeah, we, they downscaled the size, I think, because the efficiency got better. But it's the biggest motherfucker yep. to get. That's space. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, most of the... I gotta not do this. <laughs> I think earlier we talked about my bourbon usage lately. Yeah. Uh, in my notes here, it says most. This is actually what it says. Most of the '60s was spent <laughs> hate Ashbury with Kent Kent Kesey, which is not his name, and Allen Ginsberg taking acid, teaching Charles Manson how to play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> actually, the '60s for him was mostly administrative. So we talked a lot about his engineering abilities, his math genius, all this stuff. Once he got a solid team around him, once he helped develop the Saturn V, he's not a hands-on engineer so much Supervisor. Anymore. Yeah. He's a point at, fix at, do. You work on this. You work on this. We'll put them together afterwards. Yes. And then once the Saturn V is developed, which is really the peak of his abilities, he gives speeches to Congress to keep the funding coming in. He gives speeches to the public to keep the interest up. He's a management of of NASA. The moon um, will be ours. We'll have it soon enough. 
Um, he traveled extensively, um, had thousands of hobbies because he's one of those high-energy people. Yeah. Um, the first Apollo mission was Apollo 1, uh, which did not happen because it was a terrible accident in which a bunch of people uh, died. Oh, boy. So Apollo 1, if you're unaware, was uh, they weren't even like shooting off. They were the Apollo 1 team preparing a few days prior to takeoff. Uh, what? The door was locked. The three guys were in there. An electrical problem happened. They had a pure oxygen environment in there because that's how you have to have the cabin for space. And so they just lit on fire like a what? Piece, yep. of, piece of dry paper. They all just died. Yep. We're not even on launch day. They're just like, we're just doing yep. some routine shit. Get inside. Yeah. And they and fucked to, up that bad. To yeah. honor them, the, the first Apollo flight up, they did call Apollo 2 because they're like, well, we planned Apollo 1. They just fucking died the reason i bring that up obviously brown is, is in charge of the whole of the whole bit it's not his fault they died but uh, a lot of people did attribute his sort of professionalism and calm to regrouping oh uh, i made it so this if the door doesn't open you need to go there's a second latch and it opens no matter what mother of god that's what apollo 2 has now yeah in germany we have really good doors I don't know, man. Yeah, good doors, man. But he was good at talking no, to the public, the, I take The it. real answer yes. is, in Germany, this isn't a big deal. We just keep going. Right. Oh, yeah. it would not have been the astronauts in there. No. It would Next. have been a bunch of people whose names have been deleted. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's supposedly his calm, his professionalism that got everybody back. Because, that, I mean, those are the first casualties of the space program in America. Right. Uh, and it was horrific. Right. Three dudes burning to death. Uh so it was his calm that sort of re-steered the boat and got everybody back on. Can you imagine being Apollo 2, though, and being like, I don't know about this, guys. They, they burned to death. <laughs> that could happen to us, bro. Oh. But that's why they have the right stuff. Ah. <laughs> Come on. The right stuff is that they're combustible. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's what that book is about. I read the whole thing when we find out. That's what that's, put, that's they, what they the really end of the result. On fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody has the right stuff if you think about it. So Wrong. Apollo's Apollo two, three, four, five, six, seven are going to space. Uh, figure out spacewalks. Figure out uh, how much food we're gonna need. Uh, figure out the technical shit. Yeah, yeah. To get to the moon, we gotta prepare this for Tom Hanks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's coming up. We don't want to have any problems. Yeah, we're going to make sure this is good to go. Yeah, ship shape. Satellite shape. Yeah. Right. Sure. Great. Apollo 8, December of 1968. Apollo 8 is the first humans to get to the moon. They didn't land, of course, but they got to the moon. They flew around and it. came back. If you need a reminder, they made a figure eight around the moon. Why, why, why did they do a figure eight? Why not just a uh, normal like slingshot? Because as Tony was explaining before... They need the uh, gravitational pull of the moon to actually turn them around. So they circle around it kind of in a weird... Remember in Apollo 13, they talked about this actually, but in the movie, and it the, that science actually transfers. But basically, you leave Earth's gravitational pull. Well, you're still pulled by Earth. Yeah. You, you, have, you have momentum. You have no air you're fighting against. You essentially are flying towards the moon... You don't turn. You let the moon turn you. Because you... The you, moon's gravitational. You're going really fast. The you moon's go gravitational it, pull it, you, and it just goes... Shh, and yeah. then, if then you, go, you light your rocket again and head back to Earth. But so why the figure eight instead of just a... Uh, does it matter? 
just that's just how you catch the right part of the moon so okay. you can get close enough you have to you have to fly like in front of its path right yeah yeah you, you almost like it sounds like almost like you would aim past it but then you're purposely catching it yeah you're... yeah you are aiming past it but just barely yeah you yeah. want to catch a lot of its hooks you pull okay yeah. and that's I how don't... if you need to remember Apollo is the first one that got there nice um apollo nine what they say they're like looking down they're like fuck yeah, it's actually the guy from Apollo 13, I believe, was on Apollo 8, Jim Lovell. For real? Yeah. That's kind of cool. So, you kind of a back. slap in the face that he got to look at it twice. <laughs> yep. Didn't get to touch it. You can look, you can't touch it. No Jim. one remembers him. They always remember, like, Buzz Aldrin and, Aldrin and, and everybody else that landed on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, most people only know the two names. There's, uh, I think, 12 guys who've been on it. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe not 12. Yeah, I think 12. Yeah. Either way. Neil Armstrong and Buzz. Those are the only ones I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh And there's, there's those other guys. There's that other one. Yeah. And the other one. No. I know there's a guy named Pete. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Pete Conrad. Oh. Right now Pete is listening to this being like, Finally! Someone knew Nobody remembers Fuckers Apollo talking about me. Yeah. I was there too. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, we we know Pete. It's yeah. cool. cool. All right. Um yeah. Yeah, that's all I can remember now. Um, Apollo <laughs> Sorry, everyone else. Nine. You did good work, though. If I if I recall correctly, Apollo 9, uh, they just did some technical shit in space. Apollo 10, they actually went to the moon and like, um, like did everything that you need to do to land on the moon, but didn't because it was a test. Yep. Just to make sure everything went well, which another slap in the face to those guys. Yeah. Where they like actually released the lunar, the, uh, lunar lander. All right. Yeah. <laughs> My brain wants to say Mooner Lander. <laughs> <laughs> the Lunar Lander and then like fired it back up to reconnect just to make sure that everything works. They just, they were that close to the moon. They didn't fucking. Hmm. No. So July 1969, uh, July 11th, 1969. Nice, Apollo by 11. the way. 69. Nice. Oh, nice. Mm. Sorry. Oh, nice. Mm. Sorry, it was not July 11th. It's in July of 1969. Apollo 11 lands on the moon. Um, and, uh, uh, Von Braun is lifted up. People pick it cause he's in the, he's in the, the calm room and he's giving talks to the public and they land. Uh, the Eagle has landed, uh, one small step for, uh, a man. Give me a head. <laughs> what did he say? Wait, are you guys still up there? No, give me a head. Yeah. Give me a head. No, buzz. Well, give me a head. <laughs> this is what I always want. Yeah. One small First... step. One small step for a man. <laughs> One giant leap for everybody, everyone. I'm the first guy to get head on the moon. <laughs> this is so great. First one. Uh, if I unzip your pants, your suit will depressurize. You understand? <laughs> Do it. Don't care. <laughs> I want my brains to freeze. This is worth it. What was in the training video? Explosive decompression? <laughs> yeah, man. No, nah, like it's not a big deal. Yeah. It sounds right. like, it's like autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Like all the oxygen in your blood freezes expands yeah at once when you get off like your whole body pops whole body I'll, I'll let you know when i'm gonna get right to climax and <laughs> unzip <laughs> struck me off to my pants nope we're gonna no, do, it. do it now do it now, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> your brain fucking explodes that's yeah well um on launch day uh von brown his whole job like i said was press duty um he just walked around and said, everything's going to work out. It's going to be great. It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. American pride. Saluting everybody. 
He said a lot of wearing words. his fucking cowboy hat still. <laughs> still wearing his cowboy hat. Yep. Um, He's in. I think they like like in Apollo thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. He's like one of the characters that you can kind of like see. But for real? I don't know if he has any speaking parts or anything. Oh. Mm-hmm. But that's where the that's where the trope from NASA. The guys wear cowboy, cowboy. boots and cowboy hats. So that's where it comes from. Fucking dumb. Jesus! Yeah. Of all the cultures to pick up from the U.S., you went with the cowboy. Ugh. Yes. Um, and he says things that you would imagine that he says, like, while we take pride in the American achievement, we share it in genuine brotherhood with all nations, and the ultimate destiny of man is no longer confined to the Earth. Maybe one of these days we'll even have a man on Mars. Woo! Yes. And right. you're the prettier one. <laughs> looking at two reporters, like, you're the, maybe you're the prettier, who's, the, who's available? Hmm. Hmm. Um, his role in Apollo now is difficult because I couldn't find a ton. I'm assuming that, uh, for the next couple of years, he is there. It's just kind of... It's just that once, once he was part of the project that landed on the moon, both the, the public kind of lost interest because been there. Yeah. I saw it on the TV. I don't even see it again. Yeah. Even his interest waned. He's like, we did it. I mean, even the people who landed on the moon themselves stated that when they came back, they're like, everything actually seems kind of dull. Once you've done that, well, I don't... for them. Yeah. God, yeah. I don't know if I even want to go back to the moon again. We've been there. Once... One did say that if they ever had a chance to go to Mars, they totally would, because that would be a whole new venture. That's his next idea. He's like, we got to go one up. Yeah. But that's one of my favorite things. That uh, I believe his name is Michael Collins, the guy from Apollo 11 who stayed on the ship when, uh, when Buzz and, and uh, Armstrong went down. And when he was going around the moon, he could see the moon, and he could see the Earth. And he's like, uh, some to the effect of, I can see every living person, or I'm the loneliest man in the universe. And it gave him this insane philosophical point of view that he's like, I've never been able to put my finger on. Like, I saw everybody yeah. once in one eye line. Yeah. Bananas. And I found out everything's meaningless. Nihilism. Ugh. Yeah, he lands, and he's like, oh, so there's no... Wait a minute, there's no God. I was up there. He just wants to see him crash his plane there, in man. there. And there on the moon looking like, what the fuck just happened? That was our way out. I came up here to hear the voice of God. Because everybody knows the Van Allen belt scrambles the voice of God. Right. But up here it just echoes. It ain't up here. We're alone, people. Goodbye. And the earth is a disc. Weird, <laughs> weirdly flat. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, shit. Wait, what? Michael? Michael? <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, I mean, he sort of plays a role in Apollo 12, um, where he's in the calm room, but he doesn't really do that much. He gives speeches. Uh, he's promoted to uh, the head of planning in Washington. Uh, so he leaves Huntsville, which is very difficult for him because Huntsville, Alabama became his, I don't want to say second home. It's his first home now because Germany was rubble when he left it. Yeah. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Still has a bunch of plaques and statues and shit for him. He's very important over there. Crazy. He, you know, his space program and his people turned what was otherwise <clears throat> a small Alabama town into a hub of technology and education. And, I mean, uh, even up to this point, it's crazy how we got here. We're talking about how, like, two hours ago, I was sitting there being like, eh, this guy's a Nazi. He's <laughs> not good. This is horrible. Yeah. And now he's like a guy of the U.S. Like, very, very, statues very and- important. Making all sorts of yeah. headway in scientific rocket, rocketry. I think that's well, the correct terminology, right? Rocketry. Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard because Rock- the, the last is 
K-T-R-Y. It's kind of hard to say all at once. Rocket tree. Rocket tree. Tree. E-T. I've had too many beers. (laughs) Yeah. Or not enough beers. Someone else else take over here. No, you you got it. Okay. The last bit of his life here, because this is kind of, we're wrapping up here. Yeah. There's not a lot much else to say about Von Braun. He created the space program, not single-handedly. A lot of it his ideas, a lot of it his management style. Sweet. Great job. Got us to the moon. He is attributed with that. He's the guy who got us there. Mm. Beat, beat the Russians. As far as I know, I don't know if they've ever fucking landed there, because once we landed there, they didn't want to go and have our uh, seconds. Sloppy seconds, yeah. yeah. Motherfuckers. So I get he it. is promoted to the head of planning of NASA which moves him away from Huntsville and into Washington, D.C. to be part of NASA, the, the head of NASA. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is he, because he's the head of planning, he designs a 20-year plan that goes, let's get two Skylabs, let's create a shuttle program, let's start sending Saturns unmanned to all the planets in the solar system gathering information, let's get a permanent moon base, and let's get a mission to Mars. Hell yeah! Now, the president, or maybe not president, head of NASA was like, Fuck yeah. I'm estimating that we're going to need a $14 billion annual budget, upping from our current $5.5 million. Wow. He brings the plan to Nixon. That's pretty big difference. <laughs> Nixon. You know what Nixon's going to say. Oh, shit. Fuck. So, you want to go from, from $5.5 million to $14 billion, huh? Can I have a lot of money? Can I have many billions of dollars? Oh, God. So let's give some context. Everybody knows this, but just to kind of give you an idea, it's the early 70s. Vietnam is going Poorly, poorly is probably the wrong word. Um, Apollo 13 had just recently happened, uh, making people pretty weary nervous about the, the dangers of space. Tom Hanks almost died. Yeah, dude, that was close. Yes. We almost lost a national treasure. If we had lost Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks, I don't know if any of us would be able to go on. Yeah. What would even be the point? I mean, here's the thing. Who else was up there with him? Uh, that guy, uh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah. yeah. Kevin we, could, Bacon. we could go on without it. I'd still feel pretty, I don't know, I'd still feel pretty. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great, but I would not go on (laughs) without without Tommy Hanks. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, So there's that. There's also, you know, if you listen to our Nixon episode, uh, he hasn't been caught yet, but he's doing some shit. Yeah, he's busy with Watergate. (laughs) Yes, Watergate, that cracks, what, in 75, 74? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. early to mid-70s. he's not, Nixon is not looking to make any serious decisions. So he actually tells the head of NASA, um, no, we're not upping your budget. Uh, we're dem- we're t- we're, you're getting less money now. Aww. We're only at yeah. $5 million. So We needed like $14 billion. That's such a, a crazy difference in the amount. Yes. Um, we should have gone for the $1 billion and then slowly just... Let's kept start coming, the whole program over again. Kept coming back and just be like, we just need another billion. Just another billion. Just Please. another billion. Come on, Tricky Dick. Come on. Billions. We won't tell everybody about Watergate. Give me a billion dollars. You guys know about that? Um, Shit. Yeah, what did you say? <laughs> Turn on my recorder. Um, so the uh, head of NASA, I wish I had written his name down. You can look it up. Head of NASA in 1972. He leaves because he's like, if we're not going to get funding, it's not my point? career path. Yeah. I'm going to go to the private sector. He leaves. Now, uh, they don't want to appoint Brown as the head of NASA, even though he would be in line for that but former nazi bad look Mm. so for in the interim they hire a gentleman who and i'm not making any bigger issues here he is jewish and uh did not like von braun 
I do not blame him for that. Sure. That is his choice. Yeah. Professionally, whatever, but they were just given less funding. It's not the same guy that had to drive him around and buy bras for his wife, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I wish. Listen here, you asshole. Hey, remember me, <laughs> fuckface? Um, yeah, what actually ends up happening is he spends the next two years in NASA not accomplishing anything. Not um, doing much. He gets, he's stopped invited to meetings. He's technically the second most important person in NASA, and he's not invited to meetings. He actually went to a meeting that he wasn't invited to, assuming he should be there, and they all went quiet. And he's like, should I be here? And they said no. Oh, boy, yeah. So all of his planning and all that shit went for for nothing. Um, He took off and uh, went to Fairchild Industries, uh, which is an engineering company that made planes... Uh, up until that point, but had a long-term plan to go into space, and they were like, "He's the guy." Fairchild. There's yep. a there's a Air Force base up in Washington called Fairchild. Yep. Is there a reference? To that? I don't. I don't know if it's really. I don't maybe they think they're the same. Yeah. Um, but he is hired on vice president of engineering uh, and development. He's given something called uh, Project Pegasus. Oh no, no, sorry. Project Pegasus is a a government project that uh, Fairchild Industries was involved in in the 60s that Von Braun helped with. Mm. So that's how he got the job at Fairchild. I gotcha. Um, He's getting paid a ton of fucking money. Uh, The program that he comes up with, Fairchild Industries, is actually interesting. They send up satellites that are called ATS-6. ATS-6s is the style of the satellite. Where they beam down educational programming for people around the world, which, which was his brainchild. Huh. Yeah. He said that if we can't fucking get to Mars, if we can't colonize the moon, let's use space for something good, something useful. That's nice. And he said, you know, there's a lot of undereducation around the world. So what if we beam educational programming directly from space to an easy-to-translate receiver and just give English lessons that then turn into math lessons, that then turn into history lessons, and there were... That doesn't exist now, does it? I don't think it does. Unfortunately, it's actually a really great idea. (laughs) Because he ended up being the ambassador for that, where he would go to um, Buttfuck Village in Portugal or India and visit these these schools where his programs were being beamed down and uh, make sure that they were going well. Meet all the kids, shake all the hands. Shake all the tiny little educated hands. We have satellite TV now, obviously, so it's just normal TV, though. It's not specifically for educational purposes unless you're... Picking yes. that channel. It's for porn and garbage content. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if Musk is listening, this is an idea here with Starlink. There you go, buddy. Make something useful. It's already up there. Yeah. Start beaming down some educational shit. Just ha- just put um, put Mr. Rogers on a loop. PBS, yeah. yeah. Whatever is on PBS. Mr. Rogers on a loop. That'll Dude, work. get all... like he's He's got thousands of shows. And then that he did with that. Got to translate them for different countries, yeah. wherever you're beaming it down it's to. Not hard. YouTube has a great algorithm for that. Bam. Are you listening, Elon? God. You with your fucking Help. son that has a X five two three name. It's weird that you did that. It's not kind. I'm okay with it if you do this other thing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm good. Okay. That's all right. You're right. Yeah. Ma- make Starlink uh, send down educational programming. The name, the name of your son will no longer be absolutely ridiculous will no longer be absolutely embarrassing and outrageous that you named a human being that. You monster. <laughs> so in 1970, <laughs> just to back up a little bit, because he spent, he spent the bulk of the 70s doing this, developing this, uh, this program with the ATS satellite. Back in 1970, he developed some anal polyps. What? I know about anal polyps. 
Yeah, he ignored them it's and like, just kind of hoped they would go away. Are they cancerous? They were. Oh, no. By 1973, he had to have uh, his kidney removed, his left kidney, because it was very cancerous. By 1975, he was bleeding from his anus every day while he was flying around the world talking to these kids about his education. <laughs> oh, no. And he had a very large tumor and most of his large intestines removed. So by June of 1977, he had succumbed to this, which they believe was uh, initially um, colon cancer. Colon yeah. cancer. That he just had throughout the 70s that he just uh, kept ignoring. Yeah. And was just like, eh, I'll go away. I'm, I'm, I'm Aryan. Yeah. This shit will, my body will crush it. I'm the perfect my perfect will. Yeah. So the short, the short narrative there is, hey, you need to, you need to get, <laughs> get your... Uh, get your ass checked. Get your ass checked. <laughs> even if you're Aryan. The, and you have blue eyes and yes. blonde hair. Shit, I've got blue eyes. I don't have blonde hair. I'm you could okay. dye it. You could dye your hair blonde and then quickly go get a colonoscopy. I've actually had to go get uh, polyps had... removed. Really? Yeah, that's why I was like, I know about this because I've I've been right. I've done the banding. Which, by the way, I don't know what that means. Wouldn't I recommend. Do I want to know what that means? Well, they put a rubber band around the uh, polyp and like at the base, really tight to the point where it can't get blood flow, so it dies. So they don't scalp them out. You can get surgically removed, but like when you do the banding, which is technically a more relatively newer technology in that. Yeah. Yeah. Banding works like 95% of the time. If that doesn't work, then you can go the uh, surgical route, which is a lot more invasive. Were your polyps not cancerous, is the idea? As far as I'm aware. Now that I just said that all, um, I never asked my doctor. I just said, get rid of these. If they were cancerous, they'd tell you. Because it's sort of like when you get a mole removed, they test it. Yeah, and if they don't call you, it's not cancerous. The problem is that when they ban these, when they re- when they remove a mole, they usually take the mole afterwards, right, and put yeah. it in a bag, and then they send but it the up. Polyps are like, this is so gross. And With polyps, they banned it, and then you just shit it out later when it finally dies. So it just goes down the toilet. That do- I don't. That doesn't seem responsible. That never like that. goes to the doctor. So yes, um, this entire episode, however educational or not for you, for both of you and listeners and myself. <laughs> The only takeaway here is... Get your ass checked out. Yes. Colonoscopies are good. They're, hey, nobody wants your doctor's finger up their ass, but you know what? My doctor's kind of cute. Some and it's a do. medical It's a medical procedure. Yeah. So I'm going to just enjoy it. You know, enjoy life when it happens to you. Put a finger in me, Daddy. That's what I'm going to tell her. Yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to ask her to choke me a little bit. <laughs> just yeah. a little. Makes it more enjoyable for just, me. Yeah. A little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Trust me, if you don't, I'm going to... Pinch as tight as I can. You won't be able to get in or out. <laughs> you, you won't be able to get in. Did, yeah. I'm going to lock the door. Yeah. Just Knock. choke a little bit. It's fine. It's not weird. Come on. I won't, I'm won't. i not going to sue you. As you like slip a dollar into her like her little pocket in the front of her lab coat. And just, All right. Like, if you're not going to choke me, just hit me or smack me around. Yeah. Call me a little shit pig. <laughs> Call me a bad boy. <laughs> so, uh, that was weird. Here's, uh, um, you know... One thing that I haven't talked about, well, there's several things I haven't talked about. It's a huge story. Right. A lot of little details we could throw in. Um, <clears throat> well, the main ones is that he had a fun time with Disney back in the 60s. There's a small series of movies you can watch that are on Disney Plus right now that are fun. They're cute. Really? Like space-related, rocket-related? Yeah. Part of his whole campaign was to get public, uh, both public understanding and acceptance of space travel. Sure. And what it involves. And what's fucking hilarious is that disney of course then creates a cartoon out of it that is full of danger because it's a cartoon right it's like goofy trying to like well like pull the wrong lever and blow everything up there's this guy who's in space and and Werner 
uh, is trying to explain how, in the vacuum of space without gravity, how momentum works. And so this poor cartoon character is just bashing into the walls. <laughs> and, you know, he's just getting bruised up. Yeah. Uh, and, and he can't figure out how to stop himself in space. Like, oh, God. And the whole time, they're just trying to explain that, well, it can be safe. But this cartoon is like, bleeding. Right. Very 60s Disney. <laughs> yeah. Very fun. And if you are curious about the early space program, it does talk about that. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I haven't talked about is he is incredibly religious. Really? Um, what was his religious background? Catholic? Lutheran. Lutheran. Yeah, um, I didn't know any of that. Me either. He is actually, uh, let's see, this quote, the universe yeah. revealed through scientific inquiry is that, oh, sorry, the universe revealed through scientific inquiry is the living witness that God has indeed been at work. Understanding the nature of the creation provides a substantive basis for the faith by which we attempt to know the nature of our creator. So that's the reason he wanted to go to the moon, because he thought he was going to talk to God. He might have. I think a lot of people did at the time, especially when we were doing uh, Yuri Gagarin. Uh, that was kind of a, like a common question that was asked him, they right? They were worried. Did you talk to God when he yeah. got there? What, what did God sound like? It was even like expected. They were worried that, uh, yeah, without the shield of earth, that you would be able to hear God's thoughts, or yeah. he would speak to you, or that you would just die because it's Satan's realm. It was all a lot of weird shit. Yeah. And it uh, sounds like Werner was into that shit. Huh. Um, his headstone does just say Werner von Braun uh, with his dates, and then says Psalms 19.1, which that? is, uh, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Huh. Okay. And uh, to enough. kind of be fair, um, once NASA got some more uh, funding back in the 90s and then up until the 2000s when we started making stuff in space again, yeah, his planning is what they ended up going with. Uh, uh, Skylab, uh, the shuttle program, yep. uh, they didn't follow it to a T, but it was what we've been following through NASA is basically his plan. His groundwork. And... Uh, for the most part. I mean, shooting Saturns at uh, other planets, I don't We've done a little bit of that. Saturns? Yeah, Saturn Fives. He just oh, wanted yeah. to shoot them at planets and gather info. We've done a little bit of that. Some probing. Planning for people on Mars. He had planned to land a person on Mars in 1980, so we're a little off. Yeah. We're a, li- we're a little off the plan, but that is still still the plan. Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's Werner Von Braun, folks. That was a crazy Woo! story. Dude, it is nuts. It's very long. Not yeah. only is he... a strange story. Obviously super uh, needed for what sounds like going to be needed for NASA to get up and going yeah. at the time when it started and everything, uh, plus everything before that. But it's just crazy that you find out, it's like, it's a German SS Nazi who went through all this stuff, marries his cousin. Yeah. I, it's you fucking know, bananas. I was going to bring uh, the book I read. It's a biography called dr space and i think the writer did this on purpose the very last thing in the book the appendix is a a soldier a cadet wrote a letter to him that says i respect you as a scientist but i can't respect you as a human being because how could you with your influence allow what happened to happen and know that it happened how could you do it yourself yeah and he wrote back this long bit that um was it understanding or was it excusing or just? It was excusing. It yeah. was a well, and this is true. What could I do? What could I do? Yeah. Uh, to yeah. which I say, leave. There's Cul- culpability is often just being present. Yeah. Werner, I agree. But it's basically that kind of thing where he's like, "Here's the thing. I wanted to go to space. Nazi Germany 
uh, had the best science on the planet. Um, so I invested in it. I don't, I don't, I don't regret it. I did what I did. I don't, I don't think I did what was wrong because I didn't kill anybody. Yeah, it's shitty though. It's so, still shitty. You know, his legacy ultimately ends up in a sort of gray, ambiguous place. Um, is, those are the, probably the most interesting people we do. Because we have some people that are like straight across the board. This yeah. person was awesome. They were a good person, genuinely. You may have some flaws, of course. No one's perfect, but sweet. And then you Except have other Mr. people. Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. That guy's amazing. Right? And then, I fully expected a, at least a coke habit. <laughs> well, then we've got bad guys that we've done where they're like, this is a bad guy. Well, from start to finish, they're certain. Right. Yeah. And then these are ones that are always like that are kind of hard to it, – it's hard to even know where to place my own thoughts on it because it's like, dude, yeah. I love space, NASA. I love all that shit, science. Well, it's fun. See, when you think of a Nazi, you think of <laughs> Himmler. Yeah. Hates Jews, doesn't give a shit, steals, robs, murders people that go up the ladder. Um. Werner von Braun, I there's two stories I had in my notes that I wasn't going to tell until just now because I like him. Yeah, he went to a business meeting for NASA in the '60s, and he went to a contractor. This contractor was one of those like um, guys who owns his own business and eats lunch at the strip club. Okay, okay, yeah. So they went to the strip club, and the only seats available was the table right up against the stage, and the dancers, of course, seeing all these suits are flirting with them and pulling out their feather boas. You're not my cousin. And Von Brown is, um... (laughs) Are we related? Because I can't be attracted to you. Unless we're related. No, he's a a nerd. He's allergic to feathers. So this this one stripper kept putting her boa on him, and he just kept scooting his chair back, and she thought it was flirting, and he was like, no, please, I seriously, no, I... And he's like sneezing and trying to be professional. And there's even another story of him going to a strip club where... He stayed up until 2 o'clock in the morning playing the piano for the strippers because he just kind of wanted to be up that night. Like, There's a quote from him that says that he says, no important scientific uh, advancement has been made before 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Because he didn't like to get up early. He stayed up late. He drank. He got up at noon and then solved incredible scientific problems and ran NASA. It's hard to not <laughs> like the guy. Yeah. But then you know he also sucks. That's why I like these <laughs> kind of Very difficult for me. Because yeah, not every like not everyone's gonna be the good guy across the board. But yeah. there's doesn't mean you can't respect some of the work that they have put out, so Yeah. It's which is why we, we should end on uh if you want the ultimate no no holds barred hero from from the front to that back, listen to our episode on John Wilkes Booth. No, not you won't find a single flaw. <laughs> he was born a golden child. It's actually child. two episodes. That's how good of a person he was. Is that we dedicated two episodes to him? Yeah, he killed that traitor Lincoln. <laughs> what was it? Saint, 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 um, what is the fucking goddamn? Oh, uh, Sem, Six Semper Tyrannis. Yeah, which is uh, something to death tyrants. to the tyrant. Something, something close to that. Um, Go listen to the episode, then you'll know. I think it means as goes to tyrants, meaning it, this is what you get. Yeah, it is a very... This is what you get, boy. Yeah. This is what you get. American means me. Well, what'd you think with someone with a background on, on the actual physics and math behind it? what did you think of the well, life of him? It's crazy. You have to, like, from a scientific perspective, you have to respect the work that he did. Yeah. For sure. But, Got it. I mean, you have to look at that from... 
from all aspects of of Nazi Germany in general. Yeah. Because they are actually responsible for about 80% of technology for the next 30 or so years across the world, but especially in the U.S. Yeah. But I knew, like I knew this aspect of Von von Braun, Brown, however you want to say it, but it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. he was a Nazi general essentially an ss yeah that's crazy and the fact that he says that he did that begrudgingly we just have to take his word for that yeah yeah and even at that at best is that even acceptable well like he seems like the kind of person who maybe didn't harbor any uh racial theory opinions probably didn't have a problem with jewish people um but, but he definitely took advantage of the labor. Yeah, people are dying working it. for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Complacent at the very least. So yeah. is that? I mean, is that better? You know what I mean? I don't like, because so, it's it's uh, the guards that worked at Auschwitz uh, were following orders too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's one of those things. I mean, really, when you think about any really great advancements in history, when it comes to anything, yeah, it's usually driven by slavery and blood and throwing human life at it until you get what you want yeah it's kind of how it goes as hey. sad as it is i'm not saying that that means that's how it has to which be which is why the people time army must get larger no so i can throw bodies <laughs> at michigan until just, i own it you, you need, need dabblers to take over michigan is that the plan that's yeah. the short-term plan yeah. i got a longer a longer one yeah involves all of canada so get ready get ready yeah well uh in light of his um uh religious beliefs i think it's only appropriate if we end with a prayer Right, okay. Um, Which god would you like to pray to? I don't know. Who's like the main... Is, uh, was there a space god? No, I was going to say, or he was Lutheran, so it's just I think like... your L. Ron Hubbard is the closest there ever was to a space god. There you that go. sucks, though. Yeah. Kind of a science fiction-y kind of god. I mean, they all are. Weird rapist. But... Let's see. Dear, uh, dear, dear space god, please keep the Van Allen belt uh, radiated and hot. <laughs> keep the asteroid belt belty. And... Uh, you know, for all all thing, um, it's better when stuff has butter on it. If you could work on that, ramen, and get us to Mars, man. What is the holdup? Von Braun said we get there by 1980. What the fuck is going on? Protect us from all the falling space junk. Ah, that's serious. Yeah, Chinese satellites that are out of control. <laughs> Please protect our roofs. If you have if you have that ability, I don't know how gods work. Mm. Well, thanks, Tony, our uh, special guest, for being on this episode. Woo! Thanks, thanks for, for having me. We had uh, yeah. some real, uh, that was very helpful. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think this might be the only, like, science episode where we uh, didn't, uh, well, we did shove our feet in our mouths, but then it was corrected. <laughs> Which is perfect. This is exactly what we need. That's the right format. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and as always, hey, your, fur co- your first cousin's probably hot. Go hit on him. Go f- Nobody cares, apparently. Go fuck her. Go marry her. Yeah, or he, whoever. God. Look, it doesn't matter. Follow your heart. Follow your cousin into the bathroom. (laughs) Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. Hey, you need to to get your... uh, Get your ass checked. Get your ass checked, even if you're Aryan and you have blue eyes and blonde hair. Shit, I've got blue eyes.